Hello and welcome back to the Beauty of Truth podcast. I am your host and makeup artist Robin Byrne. If you are new to this podcast, we investigate the careers, industries and the lives of the most incredible people with a no bullshit policy. Speaking truthfully on this week's episode is the beautiful Lisa Shannon. This episode is like a reeling in the years episode where we discuss Lisa offering my offering me my first job at Mac and I didn't even have an interview to Lisa's bridal career to the impact that social media has had on the makeup industry. I hope that you love this episode as I had the best crack recording it. If you've been listening to the news recently, you will know that we are officially, slowly but surely, starting to come out of lockdown, which means date nights and household gatherings, if you've been vaccinated, are back on the cards. And I don't know about you, but when me and Scott know that there's a date night around the corner, there's only one thing on our minds. Chicken wings. But between me and you, lockdown or no lockdown, self-care Sunday cocktails and burgers have been a bit of a me ritual for quite some time. And sure look, haven't I gone and got you a discount code for my personal favourite date night grub from Ruby's Bar and Grill, who also happen to be the official sponsors of this podcast. And so yous can get yous our dinner. Make sure you head to their website at www.rubies.ie to get your 20% discount using the code TRUTH20. Yous can thank me later. Oh, and before we get into it, this podcast is recorded and produced at Primal Productions Studios. And you can find them on Instagram at Primal Pro. Welcome to the beauty of truth. Lisa Shannon, I'm so excited that you're on the Beauty True podcast. I'm literally smiling like ear to ear here. We've been talking for like an hour already. I know. I actually need to drink water already. We haven't even started. (laughs) Oh, but listen, thank you. I know it's busy stepping away from motherhood and also when they're so little and you're like it's an hour even two away at the start it's fine and then, grand. <laughs> oh, grand. <laughs> I was like that as well I think I did a wedding when she was like six weeks do you know it it, it is actually lovely and because the weather's so nice this morning when I was driving out I was like oh my god I feel like a single 26 year old woman again yeah. but obviously freedom on uh, the M50 freedom on the M50 flying yeah. down by Ikea being like well I'm going to get a few candles but yeah. I think as well after the two or three hours as well I then start to pine yeah. And I'm like, oh, is she okay? I wonder if she's okay. I wonder if they give her the right feed. Um, and you do, you just feel this like little wave of anxiety. So I'd feel great for the first hour and yeah, then I start yeah. to panic. <laughs> I'm like, now that Avery's like nearly three and absolutely batshit crazy, my thoughts are, <laughs> has she wrecked that person's house? Yes. Is there anything glass left in that house? I feel like Matilda and Avery could be soul sisters. Oh, definitely. Because like that child, people say to me, oh, the newborn stage is so lovely. She is energy personified. Like I have, the child doesn't stop moving until she goes to bed. I'm like, naps? What are naps? Yeah, Ever. yeah, naps where, like Avery napped, but it wasn't like, you know, the way people got these like two oh, hour. Oh, yeah, no, 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 20 minutes. Yeah, hey. 20, yeah. Oh, and she's like, bright as a button. Yeah. But today I, I wanted I wanted to bring you onto the podcast to talk about so many things. But 
mainly, you know, your career as a makeup artist. I want to give people like a little insight into what Mac life was like, because now that actually neither of us and anyone that we really worked with is there anymore. There's far and few between. It's, it's actually like mind blowing, not that I've been in Dundrum for the last 400 years, but the last time I visited a Mac store, I think I knew one girl. Yeah. Whereas yeah. it used to be a family before, like as in, I felt like I was seeing my cousins. Yeah. Because I knew everyone. The extended family, yeah. And like, God, a Mac girl, like, the word a Mac girl used to be like a badge of honour. Yeah. Years ago. Whereas now, obviously, the plate is full and there's just so many brands. And Mac, sadly, has been pushed to the back. It's still an incredible brand, but I don't think it's as desirable as what it used to be in terms of working there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like which it is was, sad. Yeah, it is, it is sad. Because when you remember it, like, and I suppose if this is, you know, we just talked about it, but it's a really funny story to tell. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't have a Mac career if it wasn't for you. You actually hired me. I hired you. And I wanted to be a Mac girl so bad. And like, everyone I, does. Oh, like, at literally, the time. it was a thing. Like, and I remember being like, all I ever wear is black. Like, I'll fit in perfectly. <laughs> I like, don't even why need to buy don't they want me? Like, yeah. And I actually showed up with no having no interview so I remember calling Henry Street non-stop because my pestering us pestering you stalking standing outside like that girl outside in the black again yeah yeah. (laughs) Um, but I showed up to an interview had no interview and I know late years later um Lisa Byrne who's a good friend of yours yeah like telling me and Sienna who was manager telling me you know like we, we interview interviewed her. you for the crack. Like we interviewed <laughs> you because you arrived wearing a full black kimono. floor length, not not hun kimono. We need, you know. Oh yes. I think the picture's actually on the Beauty Troop podcast. It was like uh, Memoirs of Geisha. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. This this is just gonna haunt me forever. <laughs> it's gonna come up in podcasts <laughs> in ten years time. Oh, but I like the chopsticks. I had um, you had full wing straight out to your temples. Yeah, yeah, and candy yum yum lipstick, lipstick. which is <gasps> anyone who doesn't know is like. <gasps> pink oh highlighter God. oh my god it's neon pink it's neon pink yes yeah. <laughs> and you had the palest i'd say you're like an nc10 literally you pet you were deadly oh you like were, i just you were what a mac girl would have looked like then because everyone was so unbelievably individual and you know it's funny because i think if i looked at a mac counter now everyone would look the exact same yes and i think instagram has sadly not that i hate kind of you know, batter in the Instagram world because it's amazing and there's so much variety. But I still think there's it's that beauty's pigeonholed now. Whereas years ago in Mac, there'd be the short redhead, there'd be the long blonde boho chick, there'd be girls like you with the big winged liner, like the kind of like emo girl. Like there's just there was so much individuality, and it's very sad now because I think there's a stigma of being this, you know, Kim K beauty queen. And if you're not that, maybe you don't fit. Yeah, and I I'm actually so glad because this is what this that this is the essence of what I want this podcast to be about is to is to openly talk about those changes and yeah. and I do think when I think of and us having both daughters yes. when you think of oh my god it, it terrifies me terrifies me that you would ever feel like there's a box I didn't I, I can hand on heart say to any fourteen year old now aspiring yeah. to be a makeup artist I walked in there fully confident way more confident you got than the I job. am now. I got the job. Yeah. I didn't even have an interview. When you when like, when they rang me, so I vaguely remember this because obviously I did a load of interviews. But Lisa Byrne rang me. And they're like, we have this little rocket, and like she's full of personality. I don't think she's great at makeup yet, but she'll get there. And I was like, I was shy at makeup. Let me interview her. And when I did your makeup test, I don't even think I looked at you, at the girl you were doing the makeup on. I was just 
totally focused on you and I was like her energy is like radiating through this whole shop I was like she is deadly I was like I want her I don't think I I actually don't think I even photographed the makeup because if I had a show and someone in like yeah. one of my managers would be like who who hired her yeah no she can't she, and no. I had no skill that is actually but neither did I no skill but I also and this is something that's come up again and again is the graph though oh, I stood over you did the Sinead Murphys the Shell Cullies the, the, Lisa, the Lisa Shannons the Corinne yeah. Clearies I yeah. stood over I was the one that had too many questions but I, you were amazing because you'd be the type of girl who'd start a shift at 12 but you'd come in at 8am for a workshop and yeah. you would never you wouldn't bat an eyelid and you'd go just go off and have your coffee and you'd do like a 16 hour day in order to get that training and I did that when I was an artist and there's a lot of women and girls now who sadly think that they can just do a few makeups on on, on on Instagram and perhaps then make a full career out of it and it just sometimes it works for them and that's amazing if you're that skilled that's really good if you can get lucky like that yeah but, but and the, the avenues are different as well they are like you they can are. now now back then there was no in, like it was alive but I mean and I I scroll down to the bottom of your your Instagram pre this <laughs> and I scroll down to the bottom of mine and I was like it's funny the makeup oh, differences. Oh, horrific. Like horrific. But it was but, but it was great at the time. It was great. You know, did you ever see those Facebook memories that come up? Oh, oh my God. Christ. One came up a while ago of Dundrum. So I started in Dundrum as an artist and I was the worst artist on the counter. Hard to believe. No, I really was. Hand on my heart, I was the worst artist on the counter. And I know that Leslie Keane hired me on my personality because I found my interview script later, oh about four or five God. years later. <gasps> When I was cleaning out the um, stock room and she'd written on it, um, yeah, de- no concept of blending texture or colour theory, but we like her. So we'll give her a shot. <laughs> and you can picture, you can actually, you can actually picture, picture her writing saying this. that. And yeah, I remember yeah. I brought my poor bestie in, Stacey, and I covered her in humid green eyeshadow from lash line to brow. And I went off, I was walking by H&M thinking, I'm after nailing it. And <laughs> Leslie was in there nearly getting sick of the makeup. Yeah. <laughs> And when I started as well, I I really didn't know what box I was in. I was very, and I was like that in school as well. Like I was never, I always got on great in school, but I always tried to, I was like, can I be part of that group? Mm, No, maybe could I be part of that group? Mm, That doesn't work for me either. I didn't know who I was and I didn't know who I was probably until I was at Mac for about eight years. And how many years in total were you at Mac? Nearly 11. Yeah, Jesus. But, but it, you do find yourself. I you found find myself. yourself. And do you know what? As much as we had some negative experiences with the company, as a whole, it was the most positive thing that has ever helped me um, become who I am or it, the confidence it gave me as a woman, as a person. But at the beginning, it knocked my confidence massively because I was surrounded by these like Amazonian beauties. And I was just like this little one from Greystones with a little blonde fringe. <laughs> And a few too many pounds on, you know, and it just I was like, I don't belong here. I really felt that for a long time. Nobody made me feel that way. I just felt I didn't belong in Mac, that I was kind of like a chancer. How am I here? Yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah, the, the makeup artists were like, I was like, if I can just do a brown smoky eye one time in my life, I'd be so br- proud and happy. And that was my goal. So I watched like you, I watched everyone. I took really hard critique from people. Like I remember just being so enamoured with the trainers and them being so hard on me. Like things like, that's just not nice, Lisa. That's horrible makeup. 
um, no, I don't like that. Like in the in the days now, if we said that, we'd be hauled into a HR meeting oh, and we'd be done for bullying. The, yeah, yeah. But Snowflake I feel like generation. it didn't really do me any harm long term. No, absolutely. At the time, I'd go into the Dundrum toilets and be bawling. But it actually made me want to work harder and, you know, fight for my place at Mac. I think it built, it built character for me. That's yeah. like, I, look, I, I was I'm, always very nice to you though. Yes, <laughs> we were. I, I was really lucky because I, like my trainers were you, Corinne, and then it was Natasha oh, and Elaine. You'd, you'd like, some lethal trainers. I was like, <laughs> that's why I'm lethal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you can book me through no I'm joking um, but like literally I, w- I was I was blessed like I didn't I never had an experience of like a trainer but I but I do remember like doing my um my certs oh, stop and getting certs. the certs where it was like your failure like oh my god if I don't pass this and you know but the, but you know it was so lovely everyone on that shop floor was was rooting, rooting for, for you. you I know like we all like you'd be you'd stay late to practice the night before and all like the graft was unbelievable and it's funny because the the people who grafted are the people who have really good careers now when you look back and I think that's that's what I would if you know if you're listening and you're you're a couple of generations younger like sometimes being told like that's not good that's not good it's not it doesn't mean that you're not good absolutely it means that the, the, the thing that you just did there could that's be better. removable yeah <laughs> and can go again I used to say that all the time well I I have a vision of you and also Elaine Kerr has been like but you can take it off you can take it off it's not a tattoo off. it's just makeup yeah yeah and like I used to when I was a trainer, I was very aware because obviously I did feel those emotions and I never wanted as a trainer to ever make somebody feel that way. And I hope I never did. I'm sure there was a couple of people that maybe got me on a bad day, but I think as a whole, I was a fair, nice, kind trainer that only ever gave critique when it was really needed in order to better somebody, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, But I'd watch for the emotion and instantly they, I could see their little eyes drop and I'd be like, look, look, it's just, it's one day, it's one liner, we've got tomorrow and we've got more liner. Everything will be fine. Yeah. Let's try yeah. again. You know, and it, it's... And it is nice because it's passion. It shows passion, people care. You like know, when... And I remember I failed my fashion sir three times. Leslie, the fecker. <laughs> the first time, God forgive me, I got someone with a bogey eye. <laughs> God love <laughs> No, I'll blame that poor person. No, it was me. I, I should have known how to deal with that eye shape, but I wasn't experienced enough. Second time went in, I had another couple of months under my belt. I was like, I'm going to nail it. And Leslie brought me in again and she was like... Mm. I just think it can be better. And that was her feedback. And I was like, that is so unfair. And I wanted to go home. I didn't want to go back onto the counter. I was carrying on desperate. And when I got my fashion cert, I deserved it. When I actually finally passed it. And for anyone who doesn't know what a fashion cert is, it's a technical certification that you get. You have to do a perfect lip, a perfect liner, a perfect skin, and I think a brow. And yeah. when I mean those elements need to be crisp, clean and like as if it was going to be shot frame. under the time frame, yeah. it would be shot by an editorial photographer. That's the cleanness of what that needs to look like. And I am so good at lips. I am really good at liner. I'm, But I wasn't for so long. Yeah. And understanding and on those three occasions, I had three different people. So it taught me about face shape and understanding that not everybody has an almond eye, clear skin and a full brow. So what the f- are you going to do yeah. when you're met with a model or a client with acne, very sparse brows and deep set eyes? And deserve to, to look feel like. And exactly. And like the word beauty is, is an, 
it has like this attachment to this visual in your head. But when you look at the likes of Gigi Hadid, Gigi Hadid has like no socket line. Or if you look yeah. at Jennifer Aniston, she actually aesthetically has really super deep set eyes and a very thin mouth. But she's so stunning. Blake Lively is another one with like super deep set eyes. We we pigeonhole women into that's the beauty that should be. But then when you actually look at people's features and understand that actually everyone's so different. Yeah. But they're all so bloody gorgeous. That's a good makeup artist when you can realise the points about someone that's amazing and enhance and not be afraid of it, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. I still actually go. So I remember. So you're. I. I I'm laughing when you said Blake Lively because, as I became a trainer, mm. I used to do a thing that you actually told me to do. So I went back when I still buy magazines because magazines were cool back then. But you told me to go and you got a picture of Blake Lively and you had showed me her eye shape. Yeah, and exactly what you were saying, you know. You, you can't do the things you couldn't do like a coloured pink cut crease on Blake Lively she'd no. look horrific yeah. Um, yeah but this is what you can do and this is how you enhance that shape and you would say to me get a magazine and go through and you will see all the different shapes and how the makeup is placed and this that and the Absolutely. other so I did the same thing and it it has stuck with me yeah. actually I on <laughs> the weekend went out and bought like Image and a couple of magazines because yeah. I was like I haven't been doing makeup. I need a refresh. Yes. And I remember you saying that to me and I still do that. Yeah. And that's, that's like the, the, that was the beauty of Mac. Like there's things and people that have stuck with me and will forever. Same. You know, Same. forever. But it was really, really hard at times. Like yeah. there was times where you did get feedback and you, oh, you oh, crumbled. Yeah. But yeah, you, we, it was an environment where you were expected to have brushed it off, come back in the next day oh. and be ready to go again. Yeah, and, and make your targets. And, and make, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's another side to Mac, you know, it wasn't, well, when I joined Mac, so my first, I was actually thinking to myself, when was I first aware of makeup and it was when my ma used to buy the Avon <laughs> I was like Avon. seven now she bought so much makeup she became a rep I remember oh god um, so I'd be there rubbing my face on the pharaoh and away yeah. pages you know the perfume pages yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'd be and I remember those Avon bronze and beads you know the pearls yeah my mum had the Elizabeth oh, ones and the brush would be like a Brillo pad yeah. off it but you'd be scratching the face off yourself trying to get the bronzer yeah, on yeah, yeah. but that was I, I was trying to remember the other night because I was thinking I'm going to be talking to her when did I actually realize? I was so young I would have been like maybe six seven Right. really small and then I'd get all the leftover makeup and my poor grand aunt Carmel would get it lashed on her on the weekend like Carmel's now 80 uh, so like so can you imagine and I'm not allowed to call her my grand aunt I have to call her my aunt but she's my grand aunt yeah, yeah. and I'm mad about her but I used to be lashing the makeup on her and she'd no eyelashes barely a brow and that was like I used to do that on the weekend that was what I did I was like six, seven, eight. yeah and you just um, had it. I just passion. had a passion for it then and I think because my mother was so um, she was very much about her appearance and loved her lipsticks and her mascara and everything so it was instilled in me from being very small like watching her do makeup it's like a real cliche of picture of the little girl looking at her mum but it really was my life yeah um, and then I kind of had a lot of mishaps with the makeup along the years, you know, the the mad like pound shop eyeliners. And I remember as well, I used to put mascara in my front pieces to make them real hard and solid. Like what purpose but then they did that They did purple mascara and then oh, yeah, found right. Heather Shimmer along the way, a bit of Rimmel Heather Shimmer lipstick. Oh, Thought I was, um, what's her name from TLC? Oh, um, um, I forget her name now. Poor girl. But anyway. Aaliyah. The, no, 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 not Aaliyah. Um, Lisa Left Eye yes, yes. Girl, she died um, yeah. but I used to want to look like her um, but I don't I think I needed more than Heather Shimmer <laughs> lipstick but then 
what happened then? Then I left, did a beauty course because I was really young doing my leaving cert. I was only 16 doing my leaving cert. And my dad was like, well, you're not going to do something serious because you won't, you won't give it your all. Do something kind of willy nilly. Yeah. And the cheek of him even saying that. Yeah. When I think back now, I was like, well, I've just built a career from the willy nilly course yeah, that I yeah, did. Yeah, exactly. Um, so no, I don't think anyone should ever feel that our industry, which we are feeling it a lot at the minute with COVID, is that we're dispensable. We are an incredible industry who instill confidence and create billions of dollars. So never feel because you're a makeup artist, you don't have a real job. That really pisses me off. Yeah. Um. So I think that is changing and people are very much adm admirable of makeup artists and how hard we work and the skill that's put in. Yeah, yeah. When but, you know, if you're if you're thinking of it and maybe you do maybe have an old school mum or dad being like, oh, get a real job, you know, just follow your heart if that's what you want. You know, and if you, if you work hard enough, you'll make it. But uh, I did a beauty course and I remember the girl who did the nails was like, do you want a job? I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. And uh, she worked me to the bone. I oh, remember I used to get, I think I got like seven euro an hour. And then I mean to say I used to work eight to eight. Now, I loved it. She was amazing. We were good pals. But when I look back now, it was slave labour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and one of the girls that worked there. She, I only knew her for a little while. We're still friends today, Sue. She left and she's like, do you like makeup? I was like, oh, I love makeup. And she goes, well, I'm after getting a job at Mac and Dundra. And I was like, oh no, I could never work there. I could never work there. And she was like, why? And I was like, well, I got my makeup done there years ago by a girl called Sam San. And she was so amazing that like, I could never be like that. And Sam, my mother, my mother Sam had bought me. Sam worked for Charlotte Tilbury now. Sam worked for yes, Charlotte. Yes, I follow her. Yeah. And, like, I've never met her We actually. worked. What? No, I've never met Sam. Ah, she's a legend. Yeah, like, I, I literally write on all her videos. No, like, like she's I'm the coolest person. No, like, and like aside from being an insane makeup artist, which she, like she did a line around my little deep set eyes that I have never forgotten. I was going back on the 84 bus, literally looking at people being like, look at me. Look yeah. At me, look at me. My mother had bought me the voucher and this was a couple of years later then. Yeah. But I never forget Sam. And then me and her were trainers together. It was so weird. It was like working with my hero. Um, But... Anyway, Sue went and a couple of months later, she texted me and said, come in for an interview. And that was it. And she ended up being my manager for a long time. Um, and I got the job and I remember just, I, I'll still remember, we had this crappy little island in our kitchen and all my makeup books and all. And I remember getting the call and I remember falling at the side of the island roar and crying. Ah, like a tick ah, now. I was, I was like, do you know, I'm after really? not getting the job. I was like, no, I did get it. I'm after getting it. <laughs> it was like... Crying for, but I just felt like for once ever I'd been given a chance at something because I felt like I was just coasting all that other time. But I was only 19, like I thought like I'd been real hard done by with other jobs, yeah. And, but, and your emotions when you're 19, like because oh, I, I yeah. was 20, yeah, when I got it and like that. And it was fun, I still talk about it really, it's so dramatic Sick. of oh, me. The dramatic, but the I drama. talk about it being like my life started because I got my job <laughs> in Mac and I met Scott. Well, and from the and literally it like it it actually but as dramatic as, as, it as it sounds. But I don't think people understand the power that Mac had when you worked for them because it became like an institution. Oh in a 100%. great way at times and in a bad way at times. Like I have girls in my life like Lisa and Corrine who are gonna be in my life forever. And I wouldn't have them without Mac. I wouldn't have my skill without Mac. I wouldn't have had my confidence. Like Sometimes that kind of um, tough, tough love made me strong. It made me really strong in percent. And I remember my first manager, a girl called Tina, she was a little pocket rocket, but she took no shite. And uh, most of the girls weren't mad on her because she was hard. And like, if you were two seconds late up to the floor, she'd be like, well, you can work later for your shift tonight. Like there was nothing. But I loved her because I was a grafter. Yeah. yeah so yeah. she liked me, um, but she was hard on me with the makeup now. She'd be like, Lisa, your brows are desperate today now. 
Now yeah. go down and take them off and redo it. <laughs> and, but that was like, but it imagine was a personal attack on me. But she didn't mean anything bad. She was trying to make me better. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I, I just, and I, initially I was just kind of, I was floating around. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I was, I was pretending with customers that I knew what I was doing. And I coasted for the first two years as an artist. And I think after a while, I remember thinking to myself, I remember looking at my makeups and it really took two or three years for me to be like, actually like that makeup. I think I'm actually getting better. Um, this, the, just on that point, this is a really important point that I've, I've, I've said to people, you know, when just talking to as a trainer, talking mm. to, you know, people in travel retail who maybe just joined yeah. back or just yes. people in general. Yeah. That I, I, a couple of questions I get now and I'm sure you get it all the time. Yeah. Like <laughs> you've about 34,000 people more than me to talk to <laughs> on Instagram. But they people, you know, have asked in the past, you know, um, bridal makeup, like blah, blah. And this is one thing and, and not just bridal makeup, but I suppose going out and actually charging for makeup and all. I didn't do that till I was about three or four years with Mac and I had an eight year career. Wow. So I was I was about three years yeah before and this was my thing I yeah. was like I'm not charging you it was it was this graph that I felt like like with a hairdresser like you don't really get your your hair done unless they're fully qualified yeah or of course kind yeah. of similar circumstances in my head that was the way I yeah. thought about it and until like that I looked and I went do you know you look fucking incredible yeah like now and I remember Elaine Cruz I didn't even have a kit like when I started oh, she she used to she wheel it in kit. To Henry Street, I take a home and bring it back oh in God. the next day to her. That's and what that's you how did. I, that's, that's what so you lovely. did. Yeah, and like I actually still have like the hand me downs that she, you know, that glitter she gave, she gave me. Oh and but my point is, is like I think now there is a, and I hate saying it, but there is a generation that feel that if I do a savage smoky eye on Instagram, yeah, that I should be out there charging, charging yeah. people, and it's. There was a whole other skill set that we learned in Mac over those three years other Absolutely. than the makeup. And that was like talking to someone, knowing like how to make someone feel as well. And yeah. I think that's that might be, you know, an area that people don't don't think fully about no, anymore. No, they don't. And I suppose it's more the the person who's booking the artist that needs to be very smart about why very they're booking true. them and what is it about them? Try not to be led by their own beauty. Because I feel like if I was maybe a 25 year old bride, <laughs> do people even get married at 25 anymore? <laughs> but if I was, I always remember the girls in Belfast used to get married when they were like 20. I'm like, yeah, oh, you're getting married. That's so funny. My, my yeah, Belfast the English girl, girls. one of the yeah. girls I had, she got married and I was like, you're getting married. But they're dead, you? right? Like your boobs are real, like perk yeah. and your. <laughs> And your fucking figure's amazing. Yeah, like, do it like, early. There's no wrinkles. I'm like, I'm in the doldrums now. What I am I going to do? I'm going to have to have work done. But I always, so, you know, you're you're captivated by the person that you're looking at as this beauty. And you're thinking, they look like that. They're going to be able to make me look like that. And that is the problem. Because they look like that because they know their own face and they've done their own makeup on it 50 million times and they probably have a perfect almond eye. But maybe you're a woman like me who's 33 years of age, getting married, you have a deep set eye, you might have a few wrinkles. How is that young 21 year old makeup artist who's really good at doing her own makeup going to help you? Yes. And what, and perhaps she can, but what skills has she been taught in order to do that? Or is it that she's just been doing her makeup in her room? And her Instagram took off. And her Instagram took off. And that is great for her. And sponsorships and maybe paid partnerships and all that. Fair play to her. 
absolutely fair play to her. I love seeing young girls who are beautiful, who are really good at doing their own makeup, get paid. But what I don't like seeing is someone like that maybe taking money off a, a person who's none the wiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very hard. And you're so right when it comes to a day like a wedding. And I've heard it a lot of times. You aren't just a makeup artist. You are a memory of that day. And that bride remembers every moment of that day and you can create good or you can create bad. A makeup artist can cause absolute murder on the day of a wedding. Oh, I've heard. As can a photographer, as can a, as a hairdresser. Well, you're there probably actually for the longest period. You're there. like, And I, and I always say to Lou Merriweather, who's a good friend of mine, the hairdresser, I was like, I always work that little bit harder than you, bitch. I come in here earlier. <laughs> yeah, it takes yeah, me longer. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm only messing. But it, we obviously do have a lot more product set up as a kiss. So it takes us a little bit longer. Um, and hair is one entity where sometimes you might have a very sparse brow, you might have a challenging skin. You might, so you do have a little bit longer that you need as a makeup artist. Um, but I remember thinking to myself, God, how do people that don't enjoy pressure or emotion or sensitivity or, you know, even issues where maybe someone isn't there on the morning of a wedding, like a mother being dead or, you know, maybe issues with a sister. How do you as a young artist cope with that and still do a makeup? Yeah, and that's yeah. what you're charging for as well. I charge for me. Yes, I don't just charge. I don't come in, shut my mouth, do makeup, and leave. I could, but yeah, I of course want you could to let them feel like I literally am here in your world and I am at your disposal this morning within reason. I won't be treated badly either. Yeah, you know, because there can be times where you very much feel like the help, and that's hard because you're not help. It's your job. You're there to make them feel good and look good, but you're not there to put the kettle on. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it's a really good point because actually, when I put up on Instagram, you know, I'm gonna have a a makeup artist queen, and I left the joke. I wonder I like, what they were thinking. Who who is yeah, it? Who is it? It was the same. Um, I did the same when I had Kira, Kira and Kira. actually, so many people were like, "I knew it was gonna be Kira." <laughs> I was like, "Of course, she's, she's amazing, uh, unbelievable, oh, yeah, so educated, and like the most beautiful girl." Oh, oh my god, and thought I knew everything and knew nothing. Oh, um, I know nothing about skin, and when people ask me about skin, I always redirect them. I'm oh well, like, I I actually does like I redirect to Kira. And, and the uh, culture skin club nerd and as well. Skin nerd. I love Jen. Yeah, 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 yeah. All those people. I'm like, they are your people. Yeah. Um, but one of the questions actually that came through was like, how do you, you know, <laughs> how do you deal with bridezillas? And I was like, it's not so. I, I've, I've been quite lucky, and I know I've seen on your Instagram as well. You've so been, lucky. I've, I've been very lucky. Yeah. Um, I've obviously had like. Th- I, I won't lie, like, not every morning of a wedding goes smoothly no. for everyone. No, absolutely um, not. Things happen. Absolutely. But it's how you deal yeah. with that. Um, and I think people are only bridezillas if you deal with them in that regard. Absolutely. Um, and, like, there is a small, tiny fraction of people who cannot be pleased. Of course. There is. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. you can do all you can. And once you do all you can... That's you can leave your head held high. But I do believe it's your reaction to the issues that arise on the morning. You know, don't and certainly don't make things worse. Don't be late. Don't be late for a bride. Be five minutes early. Sit out in your car if you have to. Yeah. People who are late to weddings give me anxiety because I'm thinking that girl should only feel happiness today from the minute she opens her eyes. I am certainly not going to cause her any type of stress. Yeah. Be early. Don't leave until they do. You know, those little things are what you're paying for when you book a really good artist. You know, come with a little playlist. It's so funny because I always find those little touches or 
I'll always text my bride, uh, you know, a week before. Obviously, I've met her at the trial and I'll be like, how you feeling? They're like, yeah, I'm like, get a few balloons for your morning. Get a lovely bottle of Prosecco. Don't forget your strawberries, you know. Um, and then they'll say, you know what? I get my bridesmaids. I'll give them a little list and I'll be like, I'll be there at this time. I'm there. We rock up and it's like friends forever. Yeah. It's really lovely. Yeah, it is. I, I'm the same. I've met like people that I... that. Like that, listen to the podcast now, yes. or you know, or loads of bride me. brow clients who were my brides who yeah. then still get their brows done. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, who message you on Instagram? It's lovely. Yeah, it is so nice. So I, you know, and even have my number and WhatsApp the odd time, and like I think I've I've gotten messages back where you know they're like. Oh my god! Like, thank you so much for the morning. Yes. Like the make. I mean, uh, the makeup what, was just one element. Was makeup <laughs> in, the, yeah. in your head? You're like, well, what's the makeup even going? <laughs> now I can't remember. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 such an important thing. And to bring it back to the the career that we had in Mac, like yes. that was all taught then. Yeah. Like I I just remember thinking you're I had a, a goal. You're a counselor. You are the you therapist. Are and it's sad now with Instagram because obviously everything's done through a platform that you can't physically feel those emotions, the tone of voice, everything. You're not having that back and forth dialogue face to face. And COVID's actually creating more of an issue for us. But there's nothing like that woman leaving who maybe came in and had a really tough time. You know, God forbid what was going on in her life. You not only gave her a smoky eye, but you listen to her. Yeah, yeah. And you don't know. Like, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but how many people, even even in Mac, yeah. and anyone who, who or has worked on any counter, yeah. there has been that woman that we all have had that experience where she's been in tears for whatever reasons. Yeah. Like, I mean, and they stick with you forever. forever. They're forever. like, is Lisa here? Yeah. Yeah, is Lisa here? Like, I, I remember I had this, oh my God, in Henry Street and she followed me when I moved oh, to yes. Grafton Street. She was like, she must have been in her 70s and she lived around t town. Okay. And she used to pop in, never bought a single <laughs> thing. Got her full makeup done off me all the time and one day, oh, I'll never forget, I think it was Chloe McCormick came down the stairs and I'm standing <laughs> in the first mirror with all these diamonds. No, like I must have had like a hundred thousand worth of diamonds, diamonds on my hand. hand that she wore going around. Her husband had bought them all for her. He was like, she told me the whole story. Wow. He was like really, really rich. They like they lived in like when I say in town, like obviously in some Georgian house <laughs> somewhere. Like and she came down and she was making me like put my hand out and imagine myself owning them. What a legend. And, and I was like But that's like a connection. Like she followed me to when I left obviously I didn't see her to tell her yeah of course she rocked she into Grafton asked. Street and had asked and came over and like you would you not say to her here my IPT is crap will you buy a few yeah <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God but like you, you don't mind giving like that, that no, time no you don't no and, and in my head I'd be I, see, you'd honestly, be thinking I need to sell I need to sell but also I'd be like well I'm just going to have to work twice as hard now yeah that's you lovely, know, but that's like, why I hired you because I just knew you were that type of girl. Yeah. <laughs> and there was lots of amazing people like that in Mac and oh, like just the most magical times. I, do you know, it's funny I said this podcast is going to start turning into like, you know, just bringing the, bring Mac, the, memoirs. Mac, the Mac memoirs. Yeah. If anyone's not working for Mac, sorry about all this crap, but yeah, it really yeah, is yeah. like, it's a, it's a lifestyle. I wanted to give people though an insight, an insight because yeah. it's really hard to describe and yeah. it was such a big part of like anyone who was with them was never really with them for a short period. No, sure. I was there for 10 years and back to your point about charging, I didn't charge someone for makeup until I left Mac. Really? Stop it, Lisa Shannon. No, because I also was loyal to the man. Like, I didn't want to do freelance when I worked for Mac because I thought, like, oh, no, I can't do that. Like, I can't That be. was a real thing. See, it that kind of stopped as I moved to Grafton People, when I started to charge. Other, now, look, 
I hands down, I would have if I if I was in your position and I would I was a trainer. You see, I was a bit more in. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I only, a bit more brainwashed. Three days a week. I took whatever contract I could get. Yes, sure. Like, I had a full time job with them. Sure, yeah. I used to work sixty hours a week with the travel because I travelled everywhere. But um, no, so I didn't actually until I left and had my studio. Oh my god! And look, like so we we need to talk about then how that evolved into the Lisa Shannon that most people who probably will listen to this have met you along your Instagram yes. kind of bridal journey. Yes. Um, yes. So, so when you, did you leave Macro, if you don't mind me asking, we made redundant. I, I left. You left. Yeah. Okay. Because of sadly kind of what happened. And I think because you were, Mac was a family to me. So I always believed that everything would be happy families, Brady Bunch. And I had this amazing team of the gorgeous Elaine and DJ and I had all my friends and everything was smooth and we were, the company was doing great. And, you know, sadly, the company needed to do what the company needed to do, but we weren't ready for that. And when my team got made redundant, I took it really personally and I felt guilt. I felt guilt like I was doing it to them. Yeah. Um, And I remember I only stayed for, I think it was nine months after I lost Elaine and DJ. Um, but I remember sitting in a room with Lisa Byrne making someone else redundant up in Belfast saying, I'm a makeup artist and I'm sitting here doing this job. Where, what have I, where is my yeah, where artistry role gone? And why am I doing this now? I'm getting paid to do this. This is not me. And I remember thinking, I need to, I need to get out now because I don't want to leave on a sour note because I was starting to turn sour. Yeah. And I was starting to become someone who I wasn't because I was always love life let's do it love makeup everything I was always quite positive even if shit was going on I always tried to come up and rock up to work with a positive mind yeah I would never and if you don't mind me saying like I would never have known anything about what you were going through because I know anyone who's listened to this has probably listened to Brian Dowland's episode that you did I would never ever ever have known that that was your life outside of work I know I wouldn't I mean Lisa I in my head I was like she must live in you know a lovely mansion <laughs> and just have like oh, you know only. like you know this perfect because perfect life perfect yeah. life because you were like you're happy a cell bunny yeah, like you were happy out. and yeah. it was never and I think it was my release it was a bit of a mask yeah yeah and I 100%. think then when in work I started to feel shit I was like what am I doing this for yeah like it used to be great and now it's just not anymore and I just it, I ran, it ran its course you know but I think that was the the knock-on effect that gave me a boost and I um so the girl who I have my studio with is a girl called Udell Hunter she is the most Such incredible <laughs> hair oh my like god the, the way she does extensions so I was her client I used to literally spend a month's wages on my hair and I they should be eating beans because the way she made me feel and did my hair I didn't care because I wasn't on an amazing wage back when I was getting my extensions you know yeah and uh so I met her a couple of years prior to this and we'd always joke and laugh and she was so beautiful and she's so beautiful, but her insides are as beautiful as her outsides. And she'd be like, imagine we had our own little thing. And we'd always be like, ha ha ha, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the last time I got my extensions done, I think all this was kind of going on and I was saying I was a bit unhappy and things weren't going really in the direction I'd like. And she was like, mm, I feel a bit the same, you know, I'd love to kind of just not have anyone to answer to. I'd love to just work for myself. And I was like, oh, that's the dream. And she goes, but is, is it a dream? Like, could we just do it? And I was like, Oh no, no, I could never leave. I could never leave Mac. I had the I had the company car, I had the pension, I had, you know, my set hours and and God, if I left now and what if I didn't have any money? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the fear just ran like I was just I used to run ice cold thinking about it, right? And obviously when it's like a ten year relationship. If you break up with that person, it's like your whole life. You're like, what do I do now? And the fear, but then there was like this, this little niggle 
always there. And I remember one day in June, because I remember it was warm and my studio now and I mean, I've been in it actually. It's so close to my house. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's gorgeous. It's a li- Look, it's not fancy. It's not, it's not huge. It's nothing. I have a beautiful table. I have a beautiful chair and I can do beautiful makeup and that's all I care about. Yeah, yeah, And she's yeah. got the same. It's simple and pretty and that's all we wanted. But it's literally from here out to the spa shop there. Daddy. It's so close. So she said to me, here, come and meet me up at the little estate agent's top of the road. I want to talk to you. And I was like, okay. I was just having a really bad day at work. Yeah. And she's like, look in there. Look at that little space in there. And I was like, what about it? And she's like, it was like a classroom. It was in bits. And she goes, we, we, could, we could have that. And I was like, no, we couldn't. And this was on a Friday and on the Monday we signed a contract. Now when I mean say Fail I signed it with a shaking do it hand, anyway, yeah. my hand was like that. And I and I always remember Owen coming home from work on the interim of me being up there that night. And he's like, where were you? Because my handbag had been thrown in the hall. He thought there was an emergency. Oh, you just like I just flew, flew out the door, yeah. And I, came, and I came back and I'd been upset from work that day and stuff. And he goes, are you all right? And I was like, I think I'm going to leave Mac and I'm going to set up the studio up the road. He's like, oh, what? What? Yeah, yeah. Hang on there a second. And do you know what? I thought he was going to be like, no, no. And after like a couple of seconds, he just went, okay, yeah. All right, yeah. And what what, what really did I have to lose? I was unhappy anyway. I was lucky enough not to have any children to provide for at the time. I didn't have a huge car loan. We had our home. And I was like, right, well, if it doesn't work, Clarence will take me on or you know, Charlotte Tilbury might give me a job. Yeah, But I have yeah. to try. Yeah. And I remember the last, I think it was the two months I worked for Mac, the last two months, I started doing the odd set of brows. I was always good at eyebrows. Um, well, not always, but I got good. Yes. True makeup. And then I did a little HD brow course in that interim, in the time. And I was like, feck it. And I think I had two clients a night, twice a week, up in the studio. That's all I was. And I was charging, I think, 15 euro. Um, and then it got to a point where with brows and well obviously now but pre-Covid mm-hmm. like me and Michelle Cully were months trying to oh. get an appointment <laughs> like months do you know but it's funny how it I starts know. off tiny and I didn't have really an Instagram following then at all it was completely no, no, word amount yeah yeah um, and so I started I got I remember Nicole Rich who's a lovely client of mine I hope she doesn't mind me mentioning her name she's a hairdresser as well, and she had the most savage set of eyebrows and I was like right this is a little insta moment. And she was the first picture of eyebrows I ever took. And I've taken millions since. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it started off then. And then I think I got the odd occasion makeup on a Saturday. I was working seven days a week. Yes. So Very I was working in Mac and then I was working Saturday, Sundays. I was working night times when I'd get home from Mac. I was trying to build a little tiny business, even just enough to cover my costs to let me survive if I was to leave. Yeah, because if you hadn't done if you hadn't really charged for makeup, you know, till that time, yes. you had to build that. Oh, and I didn't know what to be charging. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sure. like, 15 euro for brows. Are you okay, Lisa? Like, yeah. <laughs> what? Are you okay? Going? And like, I was like, well, I charge for makeup like 25 euro. And people were like, Lisa, oh, you have 10 Christ. years experience. Yeah. But I was like, oh no, the cheek of me, like I couldn't be doing that. Like the cheek of me doing another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just running around Dublin carrying on. And I think that's that's one thing is to just remain humble. Like, yeah, yeah, it's really you know, important. you can have as many followers as you want. You can get as many comments that say you're great and you're beautiful. Just remain humble. It, it doesn't cost it to just be a little bit modest about things. Um, but I know that when you're young, you can kind of get caught up in it a little bit, maybe. But uh, well, people like, can see that in you and they can see it filtering through. Well, they so. see the change. I mean, yeah. I, I see it in people like you, on you Instagram, know, yeah. you know, you know, or that you you don't know, but you followed. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I have uh, to don't follow change, you on now. Yeah. Getting a bit big for your boots. Yeah, yeah. And not that people should like 
you know, shrink away, but just be kind and be nice. And, you know, I never think that I'm the best. I don't think you should ever think that you're the best because the minute you start thinking you're the best, you become the worst. Oh my God. If anyone from Mac (laughs) in travel retail is listening to this, it's all I ever said on repeat because... But you've you've said that to to me. Yeah, and I think, like, I mean, I even pre-COVID had reached out to you to say, like, you know, if you're doing, if you've any room for one-on-ones. Yeah. I was like, why are you looking for I remember you were like, why? And I was like, because, like, you just get, you, you can, when you're not on a counter... You yeah, can become quite stale. stale. And and to be honest, like I don't I can't do the Instagram thing where I sit in front of my camera yeah. and record for hours because well, I work full time. Yeah. Um we, you have a baby. Uh, I have Avery yeah. and like she's has ten personalities, so it's yeah. like having ten children. She's like your man split. Yeah, literally. Um <laughs> crawling the walls and all and <laughs> but she yeah, I, I don't live in that world where I can so I was mm. like, I would love to continue to learn any um any workshops that went on pre-COVID, yeah. I tried to go to, like when yourself, Natasha and Paula. Oh, that was an amazing oh, day. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. I couldn't go though because we were doing, um, I was go- I was going to Fashion Week or ah. something. I was going, I was out, I wasn't Very in cool. the country. Okay. And I was, but to say, I texted Natasha and I was like, I'm raging. It was great, like, it was a great one. Brilliant. And yeah. anyone who went, like said that they, but they, they came away inspired, they learned. Yeah. Um, and three like three of the top bridal makeup artists I mean what more could you want and, like the girls are so good and you know I think Instagram can cause like such a negative like jealousy in it don't be jealous don't don't compare don't yeah. just you know just <clears throat> stick to your own lane that's my thing like when I see makeup artists like Paula, Natasha Sue Brophy Alva Lynch they're so fucking talented but it doesn't make me feel any less talented I love seeing people do beautiful makeup you know, whereas I've had a couple of poor, you know, artists maybe who have been off the radar and they're like, I feel so that I'm not good enough. I feel like I'm judging myself because look at that person's makeup. And sometimes I just have a feckin' better face to paint. Yeah, like, yeah. You and know, it, like the likes of Hung Van Gogh and Nikki makeup, they're hardly going to be painting, you know. Me. <laughs> or me. Yeah, <laughs> like, know, they, yeah, they, of course. They, you like, know, at the end of the day, the makeup is beautiful, but the canvas is already pretty before they start. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, to be a really amazing makeup artist, don't compare yourself to someone like that who is working with models 24-7. If you're to be a really good makeup artist, you need to make every single woman because I'm telling you now there is beauty in every single face and you're not a good makeup artist until you can find it. Yeah. And yeah. that's the problem. That is the problem. It's like, you know, oh, I'm not very good at makeup. Well, maybe that that person, that eye shape didn't photograph as well as you wanted it to. That doesn't mean your makeup's not good. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Not everyone's photogenic either. No, no. Like sometimes you, you do know? makeup and you're like, like honey, if I if I didn't know look. my angles, you'd be in shock. Oh, so, like when I open my um, selfie cam, I get a shock. Yeah, yeah. Like I nearly got sick the other day. Or do you know when you're like, <laughs> like I recall, I've I've often like you know to try to take a picture on the actual camera not the selfie camera <gasps> and you're like and you take it and you're like oh is that oh. what it looks like oh my god how do I delete that from my cloud yeah like, like that can't resurface anywhere yeah but it is it's 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 like there, there's so many things and Instagram you know it's why I wanted to have this conversation to give people a real insight into mm. 
the makeup world that unfortunately will 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 come back fine yeah. um, in the next in the next couple of months but i think it's the 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 comparison is a problem right because it is. and i'm going to speak from from a point of view of yeah. i do it myself like mm. i i do it with as yourself, well even, but you, you have to but i said on an episode a couple i don't even, can't remember but i said in an episode a while back but now i really do this thing where i actually stop myself in my tracks and go Stay in your own lane Stay because I'm. And if anyone is listening, because COVID has changed uh, career. Like I, I only posted yesterday. LinkedIn are actually changing, um, where you can say that like you're a stay-at-home mom or you're a care. Oh wow! Because something like two point million women are coming out of the wor- workforce after COVID. Wow! Because and I and I and it struck a chord with me because. I'm in this pharmaceutical company. It's not for me, and yeah. it's the jo- the job is coming too to creative. an end. Why do you I'm like you, what? What is an engineer? What? And like these are scientists, and I can't spell. Okay. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> so, like you know, where do you go with that? Um, but I'm I'm at a point where, like, exactly where you were a few years ago. You know, it's a kind of selfish of me to get you on. No, that's but fine. Feeling the fear and kind of doing yeah. it anyway, but you have to not compare or you would you'll spend all that energy in comparing could have gone into yourself you, exactly you know and like I suppose I always say when when the girls come to me for pro pros which I just love doing because seeing them bounce oh, out after doing it like is to look at the makeup they've just created with their own hand and say today is the start of your new confidence because that's what you just did because I think for and I think we forget that makeup needs to be um, it's nearly like a mindfulness makeup is. And I think a lot of makeup artists work on autopilot where they just put the same li- liner on, the same socket. It's not that they're not good makeup artists, it's that they haven't reflected on why they're doing makeup anymore because it's become so autopilot. Yeah. And monotonous. They're using the same product they're using. And that's why, yeah, I waste money on makeup because I buy stuff that I haven't ever heard that someone else has used or I've never tried it before, a random brand. I'm like, because I have to see what else is out there. I don't always buy what I see on Instagram. I'm like, I scour cult beauty for the newest brands. And Do I'm like, you? yeah. Oh, okay. oh, and I waste a shitload of money on stuff that's crap. But then I'll find a little gem. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I love your thing that you do on Instagram. What's in my makeup bag? Oh yeah, I'd be like, what? What is in like your makeup that's, bag? That's new stuff. Like that Trini um, BB Distress Beauty Balm is unbelievable. But I actually hadn't seen anyone that I know personally in this country using it yet. Yeah, I was I, like, I'm just going to buy it, it. Yeah. and I just go on and buy two or three shades. So I'll use them in my kit anyway. But you know, as a makeup artist, take the risks. You know, don't wait on someone else to tell you what to buy. Go and buy it if you think it looks good. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the thing. We're all putting ourselves in these like, okay, so I will only now use uh, Flawless Filter. Yeah. I'll only use Nair Sheer Glow. Yeah. And I'll and like, use look, geez, an unbelievable yeah, product. But, but maybe I mean, once a month, I know no people aren't fucking flush of cash at the minute either. Maybe once a month, buy like a random new mascara that you've never used before. Or buy like six or seven not non-obvious lip liners, you know, go into Nick's and buy the ones that you wouldn't actually pick. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm yeah. telling you now, you'll find advice. a way of using them. Yeah. Um, And then you become the one who people want to follow because you're like, I never use that before. That's a cool combination. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I actually, I recently did that with Amy, with Sculpted by Amy Connolly. Oh yeah. Because you know when you work for Mac sculpted. for years, yeah. you, you just like, your kid is, it's, is Mac. It is a lot of Mac. Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've, you know, branched off while I was there with, with Tilbury and Nars and stuff. But I went in, you know, and I, and I bought a good, a good bit of it. 
Sun gems. Oh like my god, that his stuff liquid is beautiful. blush is my love. Oh yeah, life. they're lovely, and I really love the Brighten Me Up um, concealers. Yes, they're like they're yeah. like Nars Radiant Creamy. Concealer. Yeah, they yeah, are. They yeah, don't yeah. sit. They're beautiful, and like someone like Amy, like. I love supporting people like Amy. She is just one of us. She worked for Mac. Yeah, I was yeah, her trainer. Exactly, yeah, and uh, look at what she's done. Yeah, incredible. Like, like if you're going to be able to buy a good concealer, an amazing concealer off someone like Amy, why wouldn't you support that than supporting Nars who has billions anyway? And like, don't get me wrong, I use a shitload of Nars, but if you if you could maybe just branch out and take the risk, you never know what you might find. Little gems, as you said, but yeah, that's something that I would definitely have a little bit of advice for makeup artists yeah, you know don't tra- don't follow the man just you know create your own little road yeah I love yeah. that and just to dip into fashion week because you had <laughs> years of experience at fashion week I was I fort- need pads by the end of it yeah yeah. I was fortunate enough I went three times twice three times yeah um, I did a couture in Paris and then I did a ready I did went twice and I did a ready to wear in Paris oh, couture Paris couture. no Paris couture fashion week Is literally Blew my mind. Yeah, that that I would have, I was going back in the February that COVID hit back, and I was like, like fucking to anyway. be surrounded. Now, by the way, you feel like an absolute street rat. Oh, and I was pregnant. Oh, you pet pregnant because I so these ugly. women, you know the so way they um, say, oh models, they don't eat it, they eat shitloads. They are just weird beings from land of beauty. Yes, that is like I've never seen. Like they're beautiful queens, and most of them are sound. By the way, like I've no, I've some. I've one really bad experience that I don't think I can I've even talk won. about. I have one. I don't know if I can even, and I will tell you. And I've had some kick-ass experiences. Like I remember Terry Barber, who was the creative director for Mac. For some reason, he took a little shine to me, and I was like, "Yes!" And like we ended up just having great crack. And I used to assist him when he was in Paris or Milan, and he'd say, "Oh, can Lisa come on the test?" So he'd be the head designer. The designer, let's say Stefan Roland is this like tour designer. Terry would be hired by him to create the makeup for his show and i just go and basically hand him a few brushes. But I obviously got to see the venue, the clothes before they got, you know, this and the other. And um, so anyway, we were in Paris and he said, get a taxi to this place. Now the venues that the tests used to be in were insane. They were the studios of these like incredible designers. Yeah. And I felt like, um, you're one from Taken because I was in this car for like an <laughs> yeah. hour and I was remember texting a lad I was seeing at the time being like I'm really uncomfortable like he hasn't spoken to me I don't know where this address is what if I get taken <laughs> anyways just totally let you know where I am just sidelining but anyway got there met Terry and this beautiful model was there and your man came in and he was like oh you know I want him to be very festival chic and I remember it was like one of the highlights of my life he was like by the way to the hairstylist he's like I'd like hair like that girl I had my hair like pure Britney Spear crimped and no, he, I was like the inherence and like Terry was like look at you and I was like oh my god I remember getting pure red like mortified <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then yeah. telling everyone yeah. but anyway he started doing the test and there was like a little cre- like a little like lip in the door that we could see in the dresses and all and the dresses were so long they were hanging from like an eight foot ceiling so that they didn't touch the floor and they had a, a special guest. There's nothing guest. like it. There's, There's really nothing, nothing like, like it. Nothing like it. They had a special guest appearing at this show and she was getting measured for an outfit. It was Kim Kardashian. Stop And I could light. just see her through the gap in the door. Um, so obviously I was trying to remain extraordinarily professional yeah, whilst yeah, my yeah. palms whilst were sweating. sweating. Like yeah, literally yeah. dropping like Terry's makeup. 
And she then attended the show with Kanye West and all. And I just remember being backstage and being like, is this actually like happening? Like I was there doing makeup and I could see little Kanye West, like he's very small, um, standing over and came and all. And I'm just like, this is like amazing. Like what a world we live in. Yeah. Like what a yeah, world yeah. I was working in at the time, you know. And, and that was that was one of the things with Mac. It's all anyone wanted yeah, it was we, to it, be a fashion. And, and like, and look, was, don't get me wrong. Again, it comes back to that very... Um, you know, it looks like it's all this, that, but like you're down on your knees putting moisturiser on people's dirty little toes. Oh, and I was, I was um, like pregnant. There was, um, yeah, I, and I, I, no, I yeah. had a couple of people like Perfectly we had. Okay. And, yeah, because yeah. the, the person who did, you know, the, the backstage um, yeah, managing, managing yeah. was actually like the, it worked for Travel Retail in the head office. So okay. knew me really well. Great. Candy. So she looked after and you. And she, oh, like I got to one venue and it was up, um, Anna Dunnigan was actually at the same show, but she'd okay. already arrived. And I had, I didn't have a Zooka at the time. So I, I, I'm saying at the time, I don't have a Zooka now. Neither do I, I never had a... No, I have no. A, su- a suitcase and, but I had my suitcase to go home because I was going home after the show. I'm not joking. Eight flights of stairs <gasps> up this winding. Yeah, I see. was like, this building's about to collapse, by the way. Has insurance been in here? Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, I don't think this is safe. You'd be in basements. You'd be, you could be anywhere. But, like, the amount of times my fingers got stood on, your ankles would get stood on, you'd get pushed, shoved. My hair got pulled before. Like, you are walled around because you are, you are the help. Oh, at Fashion (laughs) Week, you're the help. And do you know what? You're delighted. Yeah. Because you are in this world. And, like, there is nothing like it because it doesn't matter how many knuckles got stood on, how many people shouted at you. If someone didn't like you, once those claps went at the end of the show and you've been a part of that, your heart just like bursts. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, this is like insane. I always remember, oh yeah, I always remember being at Giles. Giles was always the good show to work at in London because he always had the best models and the great backstage guests. Okay. Because I always remember um, when we were backstage, you wouldn't know who could walk by. I remember Gerald Leto walked by before. I'm uh, like, we all knew. No, stop the lights. And... And he turned around to a group and was like, hey girls. And we were like, no, stop, I die. Oh, like die the most beautiful the man spot. of all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've seen Pamela Anderson before as well. Oh my oh, God, I'm stop. pure name dropping. None Be- of these people Bella actually H- batted an eyelid at yeah, me. Yeah. Can I just make that clear? Bella Hadid was at one show. I, I was Bella at. Hadid. I, I, seen, I didn't even see her. She like, was at it and some other room. Stunning. I've like, seen her in the flesh, but I was at Giles and it was actually the year after my mum had passed. So she would have died in the November. And this was the February and I'd just gotten back to work. Oh and I don't know what whether... A, yeah, what a place uh, to go uh, to. Yeah, to. I don't know whether it was... I think it was a good thing because I was completely distracted. Bend, yeah. But I don't know whether Francis was trying to like give me a treat or whatever. But she brought this model over to my chair and I was like messing around and just getting everything. And she goes, um, uh, Kendall's ready for you now. And it was Kendall Jenner. And I got to do her makeup. Shut the front door. How did I not know that? Yes. Oh my God. But I think she was pure like, ah, oh, poor Lisa. Like, I'm just going to give her like, because obviously like, and I, that's why I don't ever share it on my Instagram. It's not like Kendall was like, can I book Lisa Shannon? Like it was fluke, complete fluke, but it was really cool. Oh my God. Yeah. Incredible. And the following season, I got lucky again and got to do Gigi Hadid. Oh no, I knew, I did knew yeah. you, I knew you had did Gigi. Yeah, yeah it I was knew the same that. show, but just a season the later. Season Oh I just seen this girl God. from the back and she had just started in her career. This is a very long time ago. This beautiful, tall, golden Californian girl. I was like, who's that? And I was like, would you like your makeup done? And as she turned, I was like, you were like oh my God. Oh, shit. She was like, yeah. I was like, okay, come on over. Oh my God, um, incredible. So very cool. But like at the end of the day, you know, every model was amazing. You know, this is the thing, and, and, and every model was a was a challenge in uh, her own way. You know, you, you, and like the thing is about Fashion Week. That's another element of it, is that you have to follow the lead of the artist. Like it could be Charlotte Tilbury, it could have been Val Garland, and you have to utilize all her products the way she wants it applied. 
everything, but you have to make that work for each face you work on. It's you could have a Chinese, you could have thing. a Chinese girl. Yeah, you could have a beautiful black model that no one's even considered. Oh, well, that yeah. bush is not going to work for her. So, as an artist, you need to just use that artistry, creativity, and let it run rampant, and enjoy it, and have fun with it, and hopefully, you don't fuck up. Yeah, it's it's, it's terrifying. But fa- fashion week so funny. It is. It is. I yeah. Oh, we used to get roared at. Like. Oh, roared at. I I have to say, my <laughs> very first show though um, was like like fake nearly. So I walked in, got into a lift, pregnant. Okay. And I was had a bump, like I was visibly pregnant, and I'm standing beside Val Val Garland, <gasps> right? Now I'd only ever heard the stories of y- all the trainers she's deadly right so I'm sa- and she's like oh ta- talking to me about being pregnant and Jesus you're here and I was like you think I was going to give this up <laughs> and then when uh, but I talk to everyone the way I talk you absolutely do so yeah. she was like she'd love that are you Irish and I was Irish like girls. yeah blah blah so the whole so I set up didn't know by the way so when you go in to give people an idea you know there's all depending on the room this yeah. was a good room this is what I mean oh, it was good. nearly fake it was like nearly fake because it, it was set so me up for what I thought Fashion Week was going to be like for the rest of the week and it was not. So I went in this amazing room. Lighting. Lights. Yeah. And I set up and uh, the backstage manager Candice comes over and is like are you alright? Because we we know each other really. Set up up where Val would set up. Right? She was like move your shit down. Right? (laughs) So I was like but here's me what you mean? fucking pregnant you move it and it's not taking me ages like and she was like Val Garland is going to walk in here and be like and who is this that liar with a seven like yeah. move yeah. so I just was like but is she going to be there right so I'm just shimmying down one yeah so but I shimmy assistant. down one then her assistant so I just shimmy down another one right and then, <laughs> then, our, third assistant. then our third assistant who was um Oh, he's on the show with her... Dominic. Uh, Dominic, Dominic, yeah. yeah. Which I knew I knew Dominic. Yeah. He doesn't really know me, but like I knew him from being in the office and all. And yeah. So I moved down. I'm beside them. But your Val could just... She she could just obviously keep hearing my Irish Accent, voice. yeah. And just come over and stood and talk to me the whole time. Uh, and I'm trying to do my first makeup for her. her and she, and yeah. she's talking to but me. But then at the same time, she'd bite your head off then if the oh, makeup was shit. So I, I like went up, you know, <laughs> to get it checked. And thank the God. Lord, it was a red lip. And I'm like... I Love an old red l- lip. Love a red lip. So I was like... And she just went like this. I'll never forget it. Because oh, I was... It's, and it's like a badge of honour. Honestly, it is. She was like, bellissimo. Oh, and I was lovely. like... I don't know what that means, but it sounds positive. Oh, and like it was, the relief. Oh my God. And I like the gown. It was um, Ellie Sab. Ellie Sab. Oh. oh, just like what? Yeah, you're like no. You're like is this you're, real? You know, I used to think to myself, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. I am literally now like I'm going to be kicked out of here any minute. But you're you do belong there. Yeah, you know, you've yeah. been chosen. And to if be you've there. gotten that far with Mac, it's because, it's because you deserve you, it a million percent. Because you don't just get to go to fashion week. No, geez, but no. um. I'm just trying to think. Was there what any was other? your what was your bad experience? Oh God! Oh no! It's so bad though. You're gonna have to tell us now. Well, I won't tell you the designer because I don't want no, to. No, Jesus! Yeah. No, we don't need to know. So I was at a show and like I've been work- I was working at Fashion Week now nearly seven eight years. Never had a bad experience. Never had a crossword. I don't think I've even really had many crosswords in life with people. It's just not my nature. Like, unless I have to stand up for myself because someone's a dickhead. Which in this case, it was, you know. And I was doing a model and it was a Lucia show. And Lucia Peroni is notorious. You have to get your makeup checked by her or all hell will break loose on the catwalk. Who the fuck did that shit makeup? So I had this beautiful model and you have to nearly hold them by their hand to get them checked because they'll go off and start eating and you're like like, are you alright all I wanted to do before the pre because they obviously do it like a 
you know, a fake cow up for the actual show. And I just wanted to get her check so I could sign her off and start a new model. So I was trying to do more models in yeah, order yeah. to and you the want show it. to get going. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to take you up to see Lucia. And as I was walking, this man came along. I was like, I need her. I was like, no problem. I was like, I'm literally, I'm, she's just right there. I'm just going to get her to say yes or no. And he goes, fuck off. I'm taking her now. And I said, sorry. I was like, you don't need to speak to me like that. Never speak to me like that. I was like, there's no need. And he goes, oh, shut up, you little bitch. Oh, my God. And I was like, what? No. And then people started to look around and I was like, here, look, mate, like, take her. I was like, you're absolutely horrible. I was like, why are you treating me? It was the, it was the designer of the whole show. No, Lisa. It was the designer. And I, I'm glad I didn't say, like, anything really bad. But I was like, here, don't speak to me like that. You know, there's no need for it to be so rude. And I actually don't care who yeah, you are. Yeah, exactly. And uh, See, that's, I, I'd be terrible. I remember, the, I remember there was people behind me, the hairdressers, and someone was like, who's that girl? And they were like, oh, it's just some makeup artist. And I remember just feeling like I wanted the ground to swallow me up. I was so close to crying. And I was like, he's I not getting I think that would it. make me cry. I was like, no. I was like, he's not fucking getting a tear. Not one tear that... Rick. And then the, com- the, the, the actual company went into liquid- liquidation a couple of years later and I was like, oh, karma. But yeah, because if he's spoken to you like that, can, you, can imagine? you imagine his staff and everything? And all I was trying to do was get the makeup signed off so he could take her properly and that not have her called back or anything. Yeah. It was it literally... And in that environment when everyone's looking and everyone's... And I just felt... I felt that size, sugar. I felt that size. <laughs> oh, my God. It's hard. That is it was, horrible. And you know, when, you know when you feel like you're going to get sick? Yeah, it was so bad. And nobody's probably looking I don't think you. I got over it for like two weeks. Yeah, no, I would be... Like, poor Kareen, because I think I was sharing a room with her. And she's like, I, I, who, spoke, who spoke to you like that? And she was like, I think we should speak to Mac. And I was like, look, Mac aren't going to do anything. It's, look, it is, it's, it's done now. But yeah. I just remember, I don't think anyone has ever spoken to me like that aside from maybe being in a mad nightclub where people are drunk and go mad and yeah, I bashed yeah, yeah. off someone by accident or something but I just remember in a work environment thinking oh my god yeah, I just, can't believe I'm putting up with this especially because like coming from a Mac world where like we're all fucking family no yeah and also that you'd never get in sp- yeah, oh, it was, I actually am starting to like get anxious thinking about yeah, it yeah. and like I've been through a fucking hefty amount of shit in life but when you're when you're in the spotlight like that and someone's shouting at you it's awful. And you know what? It's a thing of as well, like you're away from home on a I work know, trip. You yeah. don't, you're not going home to the comfort no, to no. feel a bit better. And then and I kept thinking was, is everyone going to talk about this the whole fashion week? You know, was I, was I wrong trying to get, and then I started to like think, was was I in the wrong? And oh, it was just horrific. Awful, yeah. awful. Yeah. Because yeah. there, I, 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 I didn't have, I had, um, I suppose I'll talk about and I won't name shows. I had just a, uh, more of a, a racial problem oh. backstage. Oh no! Where one of the designers was like, "She's not black enough," and oh. the model basically wrapped. So she, so this is like my first fashion week. Okay, and she was like, "You need to make her blacker," and I was like, "But that's not her skin." But tone. that's not her skin, and <sighs> um, it was her. It was really, really horrific, and I'll never I, like you. And I what was, was the like, model saying? So the model was like, look, go one, go one shade. shade, right? So I went like, this, and absolutely oh, stunning. And actually yeah. the model was the face of Marc Jacobs' beauty campaign for months afterwards. Okay. Because I remember seeing her and I was like, I, I did, did her makeup. Yeah. And so beautiful. Yeah. Like, just so beautiful. Like it probably naturally an NC50, if anyone knows Lovely. the shades. Yeah. And... I was putting like she wanted like an NW fifty five, okay. right? So yeah. then I brought her back up to get checked. She's like, not black enough. And this happened three times and on the third time the model was like, 
I'm about to do something. I want you to go because we had gotten on grey. Okay. We were chatting. I know her whole life story. I could tell okay. you where she's from. Yeah. And she wrapped a scarf around her whole face <gasps> and sat there and was like, I refuse anyone to touch me now. <gasps> Delighted and for I, her. Good, good what for a stance. her. Yeah, what a stance. But that's why it was one of the reasons like when... When I did the first episode with Elaine, because yeah. because that's that was stuck amazing. in my it's stuck and in Elaine, my head. Like, and like I worked with Elaine for so many years, and think what Elaine endured yeah. as well. Listening to it, like there was so many things that Elaine shouldn't have had to endure. Yeah, yeah. But like, but, sadly, that's the world we live in. Yeah that 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 was my that was my work probably the worst thing because I remember leaving and I was like, I'm sorry, but what? Like what just happened? Yeah. Because I lived in a world where I mean, I you know, no racism in in my life. Yes, you know, other than but that. it surrounds you. But I was yeah. like, oh my god! Yeah, um, so yeah, just just give people an insight. But the makeup into the world, and I I took a, a strong stance on this when you know, um, the Black Lives Matter kind of campaign, really yeah. took off, and I remember being like, this is something that I have met. I've been met with so many times backstage where the poor black model has to bring her own foundation. Oh yeah And it's like I just know that And I was like Actually I do have A colour for you Because I used to buy Ben Nye Or I'd buy like the extra uh, I'd buy the dark Bobby Brown stick Yeah I'd I'd have I'd try and have as much But then it would be The blusher wasn't Bright enough Or then it would be The eyeshadow isn't showing up yeah, I'm like, well, yeah. if you're a designer for a huge campaign, why aren't you thinking about all ethnicity? It just, it really, it irks me. And I know that you, we've already, you've already spoken about this in a podcast, so I won't get into it too heavily. But as an artist, will you just, will you just ensure that you have enough in your kit, no matter what you're met with, no matter who, no matter their skin tone, no matter their eye shape, that you have tools and products to ensure that that person feels accepted into your skill and into into your world as an artist? Because it's it's so unfair. Yeah, yeah, massively. But I think. Hopefully the tide, you know, when after yes. COVID is, will change. Yes. Um, I think it has to. It, it, 100%. Yeah. And I think people like yourself on, on social media, it wasn't just like, um, here's a black square you, you gave. It was really, really educational. And the thing is, don't be ashamed that you're not sure how to do a black skin. That's all right. Yeah, you can ask. Yeah, you can ask. Yeah. And you can learn, but it's wanting to ask. And wanting to purchase thing. the product in yeah. order to have it in your kit. Yeah, yeah. And like, I understand people like, I don't really use that much, but what about the one time you need it? Oh, absolutely. Like, would you rather not spend the money and have someone feel like they don't belong in your world? Or would you rather just spend the extra cash to buy some extra shades? Like, yeah. I, it, it, I know yeah. because the problem is actually solved. Yeah, it's you know, solved. Like, it's solved like for it's really you. Easy. Just fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, I, I'm... Like actually it's something that I need to do um, and I know I did one tutorial with our gorgeous black model called Katya. I don't know if you follow her on Instagram. She's amazing. Um, but look, long term, hopefully I have a little bit more time and the right skill set to be able to maybe do a little black skin workshop for oh, that Instagram. But it's more, it's, 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 you know, with Matilda and everything now, time is of the essence, but I will ensure next year definitely that I have that time. Yeah. And I want it to be slick. I don't want to just kind of bash it up for the sake of it. I want it to be good. Yeah, 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 you know? definitely. And just before we, we move on to our last topic of, of the gorgeous Matilda, <laughs> what does after COVID look like for you? As a makeup artist, because oh uh, well, there's still a lot of weddings that are in my diary that I'm hoping to meet these amazing brides. Like I, I really hope that my life can return back to what it used to be. So bridal is still going to be quite a strong part of my business. Um, Instagram, I feel like I could move into the realm of doing a little bit more 
tutorial. I get a lot of people asking. I'd love a bit more from you. You know, I, I'm not great at like, so my Wi-Fi is horrific. I just got new Wi-Fi yesterday. Literally, I did a poor live at Pippa and I think I was like, <laughs> like I just kept on freezing and blurring. So my, tech, my, my technical side of things is not up to scratch, but I would like to do a little bit more in terms of maybe tutorials, online lessons, those kind of things. We'll see. Yeah. I'll still keep my brow clients because they are my lovely brow beauties. Um, and that'll be it really. That's kind of it. Brows, bridal and a little bit of Insta maybe. And I still love doing the odd shoot, but I'm not an editorial makeup artist. Like, you know, as my whole career, um, I still like to kind of have a little bit of each sector. And yeah. And I think another question, sorry, that just came in like that had come in. Not, not just came in. We're not. We're not fucking <laughs> we're live. live here. Um, live from the studio. Um, but <laughs> I wish um, that would be really cool. Um, but about what should a person look for in a bridal artist? Because I and I, I read it and I was like, oh, that's a good question. So when you're when you're researching artists, you need to, first of all, ensure their page has loads of brides and not just pictures of themselves. Number one, what have they done for their brides? What did their brides look like? And are their brides the type of brides you want to be? First of all, you know, yeah. because your Instagram is your portfolio. So yeah. if you don't have enough up there, sadly, you're kind of already been pushed to the back of the, you know, so ensure you, you keep up on your socials. Secondly, you know, send them an email and see what their response is. Um, I know some people, I'm I'm terrible sometimes. I can take a day or two to get back. Don't cut someone off just because you have to wait a day or two. See what their response is. Is it a generic response or is it something that they've taken time to write and say, I have a bit of care here. How's things? This is what's going to happen. Um, another thing is, you know, look into their background. They have a website. You know, what is their experience? Where did they work before? How long have they been a makeup artist? Um, and I suppose the last thing that I would look for is, you know, what kind of product do they use? Are they investing in their skill and in their kit? You know, what is going to be put on, on me on my wedding day? Um, and then if you can on their Insta, find out who they are. Is this person lovely yeah. enough to be part of my day? Because there can be some really killer makeup artists that aren't very nice people. Yeah, absolutely. Or maybe just not the type of person you want to be around the morning of your wedding. Yeah, because like as we've said, like you are sometimes a therapist. You're calming someone down, yeah. or you're the crack. Oh, you're the crack. Yeah, I have been like oh, I'm like yeah. I'm bollocks now, not because the makeup. Because I've been, been doing putting on a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, <laughs> do you want to buy a ticket? Yeah, yeah. but like yeah. that is it. So try and do a little bit of research, and I know that. You know, it's hard with suppliers and trying to get who you want nowadays. But there's so many good people with great personalities. But just be careful that you don't get sucked into a world that someone just is showcasing all the good bits and you haven't really looked into who they are and what they do. Yeah. yeah you know, because yeah, they've just done a couple of like real good looking models and their page looks good. Are they really good, though? Yeah. Yeah. You know, or is that girl just pretty with a bit of like really simple liner put on her? Exactly. And, and who are you as a bride? Are you a full lash studio fix full coverage girl who wants full glam? Or are you, you know, a face and body glowy goddess? Because that would be my kind of bride. Whereas I know artists who are savage at the cut crease, the big liner, the studio fix full coverage with the full contour. If you're a bride like that, don't pick me. Yeah. yeah don't pick yeah. me because it'll make me feel like I'm not good enough, but it's just not my style. Yeah. because It'd be like asking Will I Am to play, you know, I don't know, country music. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, yeah, he's probably good, find... but he probably wouldn't be very good at it. Yes. Yeah. No, I think that's really good advice. All of that. And and I think that obviously there's, there are people who are brides and you're a bride yourself. Oh, well, in oh, time. Are you yes. going to do your own makeup? 
Oh yeah. Okay, you have to ask. And I yeah. and I I'll probably just look really simple on my wedding day. Yeah. And you know, the wedding thing as well. I've had loads of people saying, Oh, you get married, you get married. I cannot wait to marry Owen. Like Owen is the man I will be marrying. But I think I've had a real um insight into weddings and the pressure people put themselves under, the money, the financial pressure, the social pressure, the you know, to to, to put on the show yeah. for twenty four hours of your life. Seriously? Yeah. Like I, if any brides are listening and they feel like something's not right or they feel like they're putting pressure or they're putting too much money into, don't do that because it's 24 hours. Yeah. It, well, actually, it's 16 hours because you need to sleep. Yeah. Um, And it is just one day and people are getting themselves into like debt. They're getting into fights with their family over who they can and can't invite. It's crazy for that short amount of time. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, when you, do when it you work your way. It, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I just... I have a small amount of people in my life who I really love and that's all I want yeah. them I want like a kick ass dress uh, good music I don't even give a shit about the food good drink um, yeah. and I am a foodie but really do people actually care about the food at weddings honestly so you're half shot by the time no. the dinner comes around Unless you're pregnant. I was at a wedding pregnant. I, I very oh, much heard about Okay, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll get a special gourmet dinner for the pregnant ones. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, and you know, just do it your way. So I think we'll do something very, very intimate. Yeah. And uh, oh, then I would love to go abroad, I think. Would you? Yeah, yeah. I would. I'd go abroad and go small. Yeah, That's go abroad and go do. small. I think so. I, I think you when know, you work at weddings. You never know. You could see me down Paris Court with fucking 150 people hanging at me. No, yeah. no, I won't. It's not my style. So. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting. Uh, how is there a date? No, no, no. not yet. Say, um, I away. wouldn't say next year. And I I don't know. Might, might, might do a baby in the middle. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, I don't okay. know. I know. Sure. I know. I'm like, sure. Like, how can you plan? Like, you we were very lucky with Matilda, but like, it might not be that way than a second time around. So. You know, you just cannot plan those big things. They'll just happen organically. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And how is motherhood? Oh, my God. Whirlwind. Whirlwind. Like, it's funny because I've never felt fear like it and I've never felt love like it. It's literally, uh, it is like a roller coaster. You know, that's, I don't know if, pe if anyone's listening who is like been on like super amazing roller coasters, that pit in your stomach when you're just about to fall. But then that lift when you actually go through with it is just amazing. That yeah. is what motherhood feels like to me. Like no one prepared me for and I know everyone says the sleep deprivation, but I was saying to you before, I was like, I used to party hard in my 20s. Sleep was never an issue. I used yeah, to get up and yeah. do my job. It's the level of responsibility for this human life and it's the level of energy it takes to continuously occupy them because I don't have a newborn that just sits and relaxes. Yeah, I didn't have one of them either. Like this child... It never stops moving until she literally goes to sleep at night. Like she sleeps like an eight-year-old already. She wake all day and sleeps all night. Brilliant. Which is great, but also yeah. during the day, but I cannot day even can scratch myself. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she is the light of our lives. Like when you walk in the mor in the morning time to pick your baby up or you see her in the morning and that smile, like the whole day is already made. Yeah. Uh, really yeah. it is. And it doesn't matter if she's been screaming for four hours in the middle of the night. It still just makes up for everything. It really, really does. And, you know, I know some women don't feel that. And I'm just the lucky one. I know I'm yeah, lucky yeah. because I have been like the first two weeks I did feel, oh, my God, what what, what have I done? Yeah, well, the, I think the first two weeks are just crazy. The, you like, you like, don't even like you're healing physically. I, I was going to say, as that's well, what I mean. It's, it's, you know, it's a whole it, lot going yeah. on. But I think then I started to come around and now I'm just like when she, when that child smiles, my whole day is made. Yeah. And all yeah. she does is smile, smile, smiles and cries. Yeah, she's either <laughs> smiling or she's born. Yeah, well, that's Avery. Yeah, either yeah. the happiest kid yeah. or rage. There's no in between. There's no like calm. No, there's like no. I'm ecstatic <laughs> or I fucking hate you. I mom. have to say though, the pressure when I first had her, 
I've can uh, obviously all the emails are coming through from all my brides f- from COVID, and I needed to remember that that was their thing in their life that was huge. But I was obviously going through this whole new change in my life, and I wanted them to feel like yes, I care, but I just I couldn't give them six dates two years away when I was available. Yeah, and I think I f- I feel that pressure a bit from some brides where it's like. Sorry, but can you tell me when you're going to be? I, I don't know when I'm going to be available in 2023. That's why I don't take the diary. The diary doesn't, it's not open because yeah, I yeah. don't know what my life will look like. And I think sometimes when you're getting married, you do close yourself into a bubble and you forget maybe that suppliers do have other things going on. And that, you know, it's not something that I just open your email and like get back to you straight away or I have, an, I have the answer you're looking for. Yeah, because I think wasn't that something a lot of people were posting about at the beginning of COVID? Yeah. Suppliers were being actually treated quite badly by some people. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I I was quite lucky. I was yeah, very look, lucky. I was very lucky. But I, I had the odd few maybe just kind of like sassiness. Yeah, And yeah. I suppose sassiness when you just had a baby feels like your world's collapsing. Exactly. You're like, I really can't deal with this. Whereas yeah. if it was a normal time, I'd be like, look, it's okay. It's relaxed. But I just didn't even have the capacity to be able to plumaz people. Yeah. I was I was really like feeling all the pressures, you know. Um, Now look, them like 95% of them were amazing. And I yeah. wanted to keep as many brides, but I lost a lot of brides. And yeah, then, did you? Yeah. And then they're, dis- well, yeah, because my 2021 brides wanted to move to 2022. I'm no. Sure that. My 2020 brides want to move to 2021, but sure, that year that had already booked. been booked. So the sadness, and then they're like, I'm so disappointed. And you feel like a disappointment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I And I know I've, that they're yeah. not, they don't make, mean to make you feel that way. But when you hear the words, I'm so disappointed, you were the first person I booked, you just feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's horrible. It's, it's horrible. horrible. And it like, horrible. You, I did you get feel a like bit you're numbed. Letting I, someone down. Well, you are. But. But you've no, but you've but, no but, choice. But you're not letting someone down purposely. No, you know, like yeah. it's in, it's it's circumstantial, and, yeah. and and it's not like it's a it's a, a personal circumstance. It's a pandemic Demic. circumstance. Yeah, yeah. It's out of we've all been flung control. into it, you know. And I do feel I'm feel massively sorry for them. Like they have, like it is, t- it's torture when you've booked all these people, oh, and, of ha- and then you're and doing you it twice and three times. It's, a, but I think. God, if it was me, I just, I just, I just release the reins at this point and be like, it is going to be what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. as I said, it is one day of your life. You've got so many amazing other days to look forward to as well. Yes, exactly. But yeah, I try, I try. I'm a people pleaser, so that that hurt me. Yeah, that, that hurt yeah, my soul. Yeah. yeah. And what your so your maternity leave was kind of co- COVID, COVID time, pure COVID. Yeah, but I had planned. So I, well, I'm. It's kind of a small, tiny little blessing for me because I plan to go back to work in the February. And I had Matilda the 19th of November. Oh. So I would have been back in February. Now, only on the weekends, but still. So obviously here I am now and I probably won't work. Well, I don't know, actually. I'm looking at June, but I don't know. Who who can tell? Um, Who has the crystal ball? But uh, so I have had an extended maternity leave that I didn't think I could take. Um, Now, look, I'm suffering in other ways, like financially and things like that. But we're managing. We're fine. Like everyone else has to do in these times, you know. Um, But I get to spend time with my little girl. This is it. And and that's that's one thing with COVID and this new job that has taught me like I'm going to, you know, go. I am am going self-employed. And the thing is, sorry for cutting across you. Sure, look what COVID's taught us. Most of us have no job and we're managing. We're fine. Yeah, yeah, you will, exactly. You will survive. And you know what else? People will come true. People will come good for you. Yeah. People will help. People will throw your work. People will give you the... They will. And you're talented, <laughs> by the way. And you're sound. And you're a great person to have. So if you have all those elements about you, 
It'll just take a few weeks, but it'll, it'll come Yeah, out. I just, it's just the time now. Like, do and it. I, yeah, from July You've now. To lose. Be, you actually have nothing to lose. This is it. Like, and, and but the, the, the point of being with Matilda, like, I've just had all this time off, with like, Avery. with Avery. And I'm like, deadly. it's just not worth it I, for like, me. look at your stories over and over. <laughs> like, I, I go back when and I rewatch. Put, like, I'd put a makeup story up and it would get, you know, a few know. replies. Yeah. And I put but Avery up. I know. And people lose their mind. Like <laughs> no, she's deadly, the m- amount of people who are like, she needs her own show, and I'm like, oh, she probably will. She, I said, to Scott, we're gonna get the middle finger at sixteen. I'm off to Gone. like, Gone I don't know, take something. I'm gonna be my own reality show. She's absolutely nuts. Yeah, she's cool. And you have it. All ahead, ahead of, of you, Lisa. Yes, I know. But Lisa, thank you so, so much for joining me today. It I loved actually, it. It was I, actually We could talk for time. hours. Oh my God, no. We could, like, we're going to have to do a part two. I say this with everyone. We'll have to do a part two. But we'll have to do a part two um, and talk about all the, all the nitty gritty even makeups. But today I wanted to give people more, you know, you can go to your page to see all the, 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 the makeup and the products. And, oh yeah, like, you, you know, know. That, that's, a, that's a whole other part two oh, actually. Whole the other. poor people who ask me about what shade foundation to wear, Please, a God yes. above, don't listen. I will never, ever share what foundation. I cannot see your face. Yes. I don't know what colour you are. Please don't go and spend 60 euro on a foundation because I said it, it is It is the most requested um, question. It's question. Yeah. But it's the one I can't answer without seeing you. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I, I completely agree. I, I feel so Even sorry for them. You do a trial like, no. with someone and they're like, will I be this colour on my day? And I'm like, well, well it, it depends because are you <laughs> going to be in the sun? Are you not going to be yeah. in the are sun? You, are you fake tanning? Are you fake tanning? Yeah. Whichever. So Little pets, sorry, I was kind of sidetracked there. No, no, there, no, but, but it, it, it's yeah. a re- really, really valid But as valid you point. said about foundations, like if anybody ever wants, like when people are like, oh, what's your favourite skincare? What's your, if you look through my posts, you'll see the same stuff being used that I, you know, You've will always go to yeah. and then I'll have my new loves. But like, you'll you'll see it all there. It's just, just have a little read through or, you know, my highlights have lots of product in them and the little tutorials I did during the start of COVID. Yes. Um, loads of products I love up there and obviously DM me, but I can't always get back to people. That's the yeah, reality yeah. of having a newborn. But I mean, with highlights and all that now on Instagram everything, everything can be saved everything yeah. is there yeah. um, so but Lisa thank you so much you're we'll welcome. definitely do a part two ah, babe. maybe when Matilda thanks for like having one me one and a half yeah two um, <laughs> and you want to run out the door more yeah. so she'll be grabbing me be like, yeah ah. oh stop um, and yeah. we have it all ahead of you but thank oh. you so much and I wish you the best luck after Covid and, and I wish you the best thank this is going to go real for you girl yeah, yeah thanks bye bye Well, guys, I hope you had a good laugh at how I started my career in Mac and weren't too shocked by the goings on at Fashion Week and just really enjoyed that episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Beauty of Truth podcast, where I post about competitions, new episode updates and so much more. And remember, guys, head to www.rubies.ie and use code TRUTH20 to get your grub. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and see you next time.